Hi, it's Pammy. It's time to chit-chat. Well, we have Easter weekend behind us, and this morning it dawned with a beautiful blue sky. Here comes the weather report. You know it's coming. It is going to be 80 today. It's almost 70 right now. It's uh, 69. And you kind of forget when you live where we do, where it stays green all the time and it's pretty much warm all the time, about, um, it's not that you forget, but you're kind of surprised when you see other places are still covered in snow. For example, my friend uh, in Montana posted a photo on social media um, of, it was a beautiful photo of his uh, backyard. These two deer were, it was kind of like his Easter gift when he looked out, were deer. And it was just a winter wonderland. It was covered in snow. And it's not that you forget about it, but it, it kind of shocks you that here we are, where we're, you know, living in, in sandals, and it isn't that way. It's other places in the U.S. So anyway, today I want to talk about a couple of things. One, I want to talk briefly on the royal family. I have a couple of things, two or three things, small things to talk about that. And then I want to talk about how I miss, how I miss not only people in my life, but how I miss food from people that have been in my life, that are no longer in my life. So, let's get to it. Let's podcast. Uh, let's, talk about, let's talk about what's going on in the UK just a little bit. You know, I'm a huge Anglophile, so I have to keep up on <laughs> with that. More gossip about Meghan and Harry. They're, now, page six just rakes them, especially her, over the coals every week. And the latest is the royal family is afraid that Meghan is getting too popular like Diana, and they want to ship her away someplace, and but they can't decide where to go because where to send her because they're afraid she'll become even more popular and they would be seen as a king and queen if they were to be given some kind of position in other countries. And Australia was mentioned, and Canada was mentioned, and so forth. So there's that, and I don't know how much truth there is to that, but I'm sure there is jealousy between the brothers now. I have to say, I do think that Megan overshadows Kate Middleton. Kate Middleton, Kate and William are vanilla. Harry and Megan are not. There's no changing that, just like no changing the way that Diana was. So we'll see how that plays out. But speaking of Kate Middleton, she posted, they're very protective of their children and good for them. But they posted some photos of little Prince Louis, um, about to turn one. Cute kid. <laughs> they all kind of look alike, those three kids. Well, he looks kind of like George. They have three kids, you know, good for them with their precious children. They are cute kids. Happy birthday. Prince Louis. They're just, they're not interesting. I'm sorry. Kate and William are just not interesting. Um, but the biggest thing is it's been announced that our leader of the country, the leader of the country, I'll rephrase, and his wife 
have announced they have accepted an invitation to visit the UK in June. We need to have a strong relationship with UK still and, and forever since World War II, especially. That that's an ally that we need, and that has been damaged. I think I won't go into all of that, but what I will say is this: I hope that the leader of this country will show the proper respect to the queen, to the monarch, and not be late like he was last time. And please learn how to behave when you're walking beside the queen. Uh, he burst forth past everyone, including Melania. And you don't you don't take off and leave the queen in your desk like he did. So I hope he's learned that. I hope someone will put a little earpiece in and say, please pace yourself beside the queen, not ahead of the queen of England. Show her some respect. She just turned, what, 92? Number one, her age, but her position as sovereign. So uh, we'll see how that plays out in June um, for for our country hope hopefully it'll go uh, better than it did last time now let's move on to people that we miss and the many reasons why and there are many reasons why I miss many people that are no longer in my life one of the things is the food that we shared the food that we cooked together I learned a lot I, I couldn't really cook I never was interested in cooking um, I made fudge, <laughs> I made brownies, I made tuna salad and scrambled eggs as a teen, and that was about it. So when I got out on my own, while I had watched my mother, observed it and really enjoyed that, I still enjoy watching cooking, um, I, didn't I didn't actually do it myself, and until you do it, you don't learn it. You do it's not osmosis, <laughs> it doesn't happen that way unfortunately. But recently, just a few days ago, I really wanted cream gravy and my mother made the best cream gravy. She would fry chicken and then she would drain the, the pan and she used cast iron skillets, which I never approved of as a kid. I thought they were ugly. And uh, so I thought, oh, those are clunky. But now I know what, what gems they were. Uh, but she would drain the drain the, the skillet with except just a little bit, and there would be little flecks of you know that brown crunchy that comes. It's really cooked flour, or it's cooked batter off the chicken. Then a little bit of that would be in the in the skillet, and then add the flour. But there's an art to making gravy. It, it doesn't it doesn't just come. It doesn't just happen in the pan. <laughs> you have to you have to really know. It's like making a roux. You have to know how much to brown the flour so that it's not too much. But it's enough so that your gravy isn't paste. Like, you know, how you make paste with flour and water. <laughs> well, if you don't cook your, your gravy, if you don't brown your flour enough, it, uh, it, your gravy is paste. It's not, it's not gravy at all. So there's a fine line there between... Cooking it too much and having it taste scorched and having it be paste. So I, I have now made gravy twice since. Um, I really didn't have the pan. 
of the fried chicken pan kind of thing. So I had to improvise and I did it. It turned out actually really, really good. So, and there's another thing that's tricky about gravy is making it the proper consistency, not too thick, not too thin. And gravy thickens when you pour it up. So you have to leave it a little bit thin and then it thickens to the right consistency. If you leave it, if you get it too thick in the pan, then it becomes, again, kind of like clumpy paste. And if you get it too thin, it's watery. So it's, it's gravy is tricky. So I miss that. I miss that dish that my mother made, uh, the, the great gravy. I miss all of her cooking. Um, she did certain things that were just, that everyone loved. And the thing about my mother is, we had a lot of people always dropping in. Very, it was a very social family, and they were funny. They would drop in right at dinner time, and she could somehow be in that kitchen and make while just trying to prepare for a few. She could make it into a meal for many, and uh, I think that's great. And I I miss my sister's cooking. My sister always cooked. She cooked from a very young age. I mean, really cooked. And very, very well, she made homemade noodles, for heaven's sakes, that she didn't have a pasta maker. She, like, made them to cut them, you know, uh, made so many things. Everything she made really turned out great. I can't think of anything that, that, that she made that didn't turn out great. She was really a wonderful, wonderful cook. And, and I miss, I miss those, uh, those great meals sharing with with them, making them, being in the kitchen together, cooking. My mom, my sister and I, every Christmas made cheese logs together. They were spicy, they were Mexican cheese logs and they were really good, but it was it was a fun it was a fun thing to do together. Gary and I cook together. Gary's a good cook and he cooks and I cook and then we cook together. And it's such a, a great form of of camaraderie. Yesterday we we went out with friends on a boat and their their boat, their beautiful beautiful boat. And we took uh, you pack you know, you pack food in case you don't know how long you're going to be out there. So you, you pack food. And I wasn't really sure what I wanted to take. So I ended up making uh, homemade pimento cheese. Because I like to spice it up and add a little bit of this, a little bit of that to it. And plus, the kind you buy has a, has that pre-made taste that I don't like. So I like to, to have the freshly grated cheese and pimentos. And Gary's mom, who was also a wonderful cook, I might add, bought whole pimentos and then mashed them with a fork. And they were so fresh. And... And I try to do that as well. This time, I didn't. I used the, the, the already pre-cut. Uh, uh, those are, are peppers, by the way. They're cherry peppers, uh, are what pimentos really are. But I made uh, this pimento cheese, and I added, I was going to add just a splash of hot sauce to it. And I kind of <laughs> shook it one time too many, and I thought, oh, dear. <laughs> oh dear. Went ahead with it, uh, went ahead and mixed it in and thought, well, this may not be edible. And then instead of using regular bread, I put it on a 
a roll, a sandwich roll, and then I cut it into little pieces like you would get little finger sandwiches so that it would be easy to, to, to eat with, with your fingers on a, on a boat. Anyway, the pimento cheese turned out really good, and it was spicy, um, but really good. So I'm going to do that again. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make it, I'm going to spice it up a bit. But anyway, uh, that is my rant and ramble <laughs> this morning on my podcast. I thank you for being here again. I thank you for going to Instagram and following me at Pammy, P-A-M-M-E's Chit Chat. In Palm Beach, Pam, Pamela Barker coming at you with my podcast. Please follow me on Instagram. That's pretty much where I'm resting these days with social media. Um, kind of kind of given up on, on other stuff for the for the present except for Instagram. So see you there, I hope. Uh, please go to our website, www.northpalmbeachlife.com. It's about a lot of stuff, not just about North Palm Beach Life. Although recently, Gary did a story about a group called the Lubin Brothers, concert we went to so that's that's a new thing on there so uh please go and check us out gary's made our website very very easy for you to navigate we have a search bar uh, at the top and you can type in a search word to find us It's, it's a pretty deep site please go there uh again i thank you for being here thanks for listening stay with me